Somdeep Dev Varman, uh, former India number one, now a big time broadcaster, joins me in the fringes of the Australian Open. Hey, what's up? How are you? All good? All uh, safe and healthy? The most important question that we need to ask each other in this pandemic. <laughs> good to see you, Rishi K. Safe and healthy. Yes, I actually have recovered from COVID. So safer and healthier now than I was a week ago or 10 days ago. <laughs> How are you? Good. Holding up. Uh, I'm in my cave. <laughs> <laughs> with this oh my crown all around me but you know i guess yeah. we got to live with it yeah let's start with what you think about the novak djokovic saga really sad what happened uh, nolez gone back what are your feelings on this i mean listen complicated situation a lot of people have spoken about it you know and i think the first thing to address over here before i tell you how i feel is from a legal perspective procedures were followed you know uh, whether people like it or not you know the australian authorities I mean as Indians who travel on visas all the time I think we know right like if we if we are going uh, to a country even if you have a valid visa they have the right to not allow you entry you know uh, so that happened the first judge ruled that no like nothing wrong and then you know the when the when I think Hawk right Alex Hawk took his uh, decision you know he followed protocol he did everything he was allowed to do within his power and took his decision and the judge the judges in the court said it was fine so i think from a legal perspective everything was okay personally i would have preferred if no novak had played especially once he was given the exemption and once he did land up in melbourne i wish that he did play unfortunately he didn't um and then life just has to go on yeah garbin muguruza crowd favorite and the third seed in the women's draw is out straight set defeat by lise cornet cornet coming out very strong in that match uh, cornet is going through to the second round your readings on that uh, particular matchup so i think well first of all you know cornet has beaten her in the past cornet also one of the one of the champs of the wta tour i think she's played if i'm not wrong 60 consecutive grand slams you know i think this is her 60th so that 15 years or so so i mean you know uh, she knows what she's doing out there muguruza obviously you know top player but you know today in this particular match i noticed that uh, muguruza didn't break cornet even once and for me that's a bad sign for for muguruza because you know cornet has not got the biggest serve she's known to be you know a grinder she's extremely smart on the court she fights hard but certainly not certainly somebody who loses serve a few times in a match and you know i, I just just a perfect day for uh, for one far from perfect day for the other sanya mirza says this is going to be her last season let's look back at her career so um, six grand slam doubles titles two with mahesh bhupati in the mixed and two with martina hingis in the ladies doubles plus a career high singles ranking of 27 when she was still active in the singles your thoughts on this extraordinary athlete and inspiration to women all over india i mean uh, i know she's uh, an icon i know she's an inspiration but she's a friend you know we grew up playing together under 12s and 14 you know she was from hyderabad i was from chennai so we played a lot together so you know from from one end it is a little sad because it will leave a little bit of a void where we we won't see that many hopefully soon but as of right now we won't see you know names in the women's draw uh, definitely not uh, definitely not in the singles you know and and to see what she's done from where she's come from um, you know it's it's incredible uh what she's actually accomplished being you know a girl from india the adversity she's had to overcome but uh, you know i feel like it, it, in a sense it's not very surprising you know because you know keep in mind sanya is 35 now she turned 35 in november and 
you know, at the end of the day, she's a world number one, former world number one. She's, you know, won Grand Slams. She wants, she doesn't want to play Grand Slams just to compete. You know, I think she wants to, uh, she wants to be out there. She wants, if she's out there, she wants to have a chance or at least feel like she has a chance to, you know, go out there and win. And, and I think she, she sent out a message saying in December, she understood, you know, by listening to her body that she couldn't train the way she wanted to. And I think that's generally the first step. You know, when you feel like you can't train the way you want, then you, when you don't get the results you want, it makes sense. You know, as an athlete, you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Of course, you know, we're all getting older and then recovery is harder. Injuries are harder. You know, she's now got a family. Uh, she travels around with her son, which is incredibly hard, you know, given the current state. So, you know, it made sense from that perspective, but it's still a little sad to see her go. Now, that being said, you know, I personally think that her contributions to tennis go more than just on court. And I think that side is going to continue because, you know, Tanya, we all know her. She's ambitious. Uh, she's a perfectionist. And, you know, she's she's going to want to do something in the future. I think she will be connected with the game. But perhaps something's bigger than that as well. So I want to see what the future holds. I'm excited. But uh, if you hark back to her career, is there a particular final that you really remember, either her partnering with uh, Hingis or with Mahesh? Any title that you remember that comes immediately to your mind? Yeah, actually. So, I mean, again, this is not something that maybe a lot of people will say, but, you know, I was uh, part of the junior team from India that traveled with her to 2003 Wimbledon, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, mm. And yeah, so we traveled together. We were good friends. And, you know, all of us, we went to Wimbledon as somebody who was happy to kind of take part in the event, you know. And when she went in, she partnered Alisa Klebanova and, you know, one by one, slowly, slowly, she started getting closer and closer to the title. And then she won that title. And for us, it was absolutely mind blowing, you know, that this girl who we all grew up with has suddenly won Wimbledon right in front of our eyes. You know, so that for me was the first one. And the second one, honestly, was when she won the title in Hyderabad. You know, nobody could have imagined uh, that. And, and, you know, those were early signs, uh, at least for me, that, you know, and I think for the whole country as well, that Tanya is a big match player. Because just imagine the pressure, you know, being a girl from Hyderabad, having literally the entire stadium, you know, lining outside to watch you and you having to go out there, play against the best players. You know, you were lower ranked than pretty much everybody you had to play against still coming out on top uh, and winning winning the title you know so i think for me these two moments really stand out because you know to see that she had that self belief so early on uh, you just kind of knew that something special was brewing uh, sam stoza the Aussie says this is uh, her last singles match. She was knocked out by the Russian 10 seed Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, 6-2-6-2. Again, super career, Somdev. I remember that 2011 final of the US Open against Serena Williams. Stosa won the title. Your thoughts on Sam and her singles career? I mean, Sam, singles career, doubles career, mixed doubles career, uh, all of it. Honestly, really incredible. But again, talk about the person as well. You know, I haven't got to interact as much with Sam uh, you know, different tours, but, you know, the few times that I have met her, share a court, share a car here and there, you know, practice courts, things like that, you know, super humble, super nice. You don't, in a sense, very Aussie in that way, you know, uh, just, you know, really soft-spoken, nice person. And uh, if you just saw her, you wouldn't imagine that this is a, a Grand Slam champion, you know, and I think that says a lot about Sam Souza's character. Uh, the fact that she's obviously been playing, you know, so long, says even a lot more about, you know, how much she's willing to push herself and how much she, how much love she has for the game. So I think she's, uh, she's a really important figure in, in Australian tennis. Uh, it's nice to see that uh, she's been given the chance to, to, you know, have her swan song at home. 
Wonderful. Uh, Rebecca Peterson had ousted world number two Sabalenka in Adelaide, and we thought she would disturb uh, Swiatek, but no such thing happened. Swiatek steamrolling her 6-2, 6-2, and the number seven seed is looking good if you look at that uh, women's draw, Somdev. I mean, she's one of my favorites for the tournament. You know, if you look at the way she plays, uh, massive serve, massive forehand, thick athlete. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so when she's when she's playing well, you know, she's got all the weapons in mentally. You know, I, I love the way she's out there. I love the way she competes, keeps the game very simple, doesn't really get into, um, you know, conversations she doesn't need to get into, which, you know, she's a very focused athlete. And I love the way she, you know, listen, she went out there, I think when she won the French Open, she lost, uh, if my memory serves me right, less than 27 games. And the last person to have done that was like Steffi Graf. And I'm talking about winning the whole tournament. You know, I think she lost less than five games per set per match. Most of the matches were 6-1, 6-2, 6-3, 6-1, things like that. So just dominating her way through a tournament. And um, if she shows that kind of form, she could go all the way. Who knows? Let's come to the men's. Gail Monfields is looking good. He blew away Alexander Bublik. 6-1, 6-love, 6-4 going into the third round. Uh, he's also Somdev coming into the Aussie Open having won in Adelaide where he beat Kakanov in the final. Now, this is quite a comeback. I mean, we're talking a guy, Monfields, who went 15 months without a victory, which is Feb 2020 to May of 2021. So, your thoughts on Monfields in this tournament? Again, incredible, incredible, uh, inspiring human being. I know Gael personally played him as well, played the juniors with him too. Now, one of the things I, uh, that I see now that's, you know, improved, you know, and, and Rishi, just to keep this in perspective, you know, he was already a great player. He'd already made semis of slams, you know, semis of the French. Everybody knew him to be a showman. Everybody knew him to be, you know, super athletic and I think one of the biggest weaknesses, however, if you have to kind of critique his game, uh, one of the weaknesses that he had earlier on in his career, especially, was that, you know, he did get into these cat and mouse situations a little too often, which, you know, meant that he would have to take the match to five sets, sometimes win or lose that, who knows. And then, uh, you know, also because of that, you know, I, I felt like, you know, he took a few more losses than he needed to. You know, now when you see uh, Mofi out there, it's a different one. It's a different player. You know, I think uh, he's very focused. He, you know, for him to win two sets against a quality player, 6-love, six 6-1, six obviously, Bublik did not play as well as he did, as he can, rather. But it says a lot about uh, Gail as well. You know, he's super focused, not, not wasting any energy out there, not wasting time out there on court, uh, which says a lot about how much work he has put in to improve that aspect of his game because it's very evident. 71 matches one of the Australian Open and Rafa goes into the round of 32, overcoming German Yannick Hoffman in straight sets. Now, he says he spends more time playing golf than in the gym. Are you surprised by that considering he has such a gym body? Some people have it all, don't they? I mean, they, that's, that's just God-given talent, man. Uh, I wish I could spend as much time on the golf course more than the gym. You know, but uh, but I, I I kind of see it. You know, Rafa is one of those natural freak athletes. You know, uh, now that being said, he doesn't spend. Maybe he doesn't spend time in the gym. I don't buy it. I'm sure he spends a little bit, uh, but he still takes care of his body. You know, and uh, I think the important thing to understand here is that there's alternate kinds of training. There's different ways to train. You know, uh, and and the thing with Rafa, I feel like you know is. Uh, you know, despite whatever else he says, I think uh, he's getting stronger every every tournament. You know, the guy was out last last year for you know pretty much half the year, 
And there's question marks about him coming back here in Australia, how he's going to be, how he's going to react to, you know, different situations. And the guy looks like he took no time off, you know. So uh, it, it is, uh, you know, I, I don't, don't get, here, here's a quick example, Rishi. So we were in Barcelona once, Rafa was out there uh, with Uncle Tony and the team. And he wasn't really feeling the way he wanted to feel. So, uh, you know, Uncle Tony goes out there and they hit one shot. Just one shot, forehand cross court, you know, the big, heavy, lefty forehand cross court in different variations for two hours. Okay. Now that's the kind of focus and dedication that the man has. You know, he's out there, he's hitting the same shot. And while it might be boring for a lot of people, uh, it made sense to him to get the feel for that shot back. So don't let these statements fool you into thinking that he's not working incredibly hard. He still is. It's just in a different form. Matteo Berrettini takes on Carlos Alcaraz. I remember how Alcaraz stunned Tsitsipas on his way to the quarterfinals at the US Open. Since then, he's put on some bulk. He's put on some muscle. Berrettini went through in four sets. He still seems to have a stomach bug. But then, obviously, you know, he says he's up for that contest. You must be excited by that. Very. I think, uh, you know, on the top half, that's a very juicy matchup. Uh, Alcaraz, I think, beat Lajovic. Correct in the previous round, six one, six two, seven five, seven five, seven six, something like that. But still a teenager, I can't believe it. You know, uh, one of the hardest hitting guys on tour, uh, coached by one Carlos Ferrero. So you know the intensity that this young man brings. You know, I, I watched a few of his matches very closely last year, following him this year as well. But the intensity, how hard he consistently hits the ball, is is mind blowing. You know, so yes, he has put on bulk, but I I am not surprised. Because the amount these guys work uh, off the court, the intensity at which they work with, the focus and intensity, uh, it's mind-blowing. You know, so I think Alcaraz, I mean, he's 19, already seeded. I mean, top 10 for sure. Who knows, a lot better probably, potentially Grand Slam champion in the future. Naomi Osaka, she's a two-time champion in Oz. She's looking good. She's looking positive. And we thought that Osaka facing Bencic would be a tough one for her. But Bencic is gone. Uh, the Olympic Games uh, gold medalist was beaten by Amanda Anisimova. So it's now Osaka uh, versus Anisimova. Obviously, there was a big upset, Benchich going out. How is Naomi looking uh, to you? Looking good. But, you know, the fact that she's A, well, Anisimova for sure is a threat. You know, I've, I've watched this girl, I think, a couple of years ago at the Aussies when she kind of had a little breakthrough. Uh, she's been through a lot. I think she lost her dad. It's not easy, obviously, at a young age. And her dad was her coach. Her dad was very involved with her tennis, you know. But now it seems like, you know, she's she's moved, you know, she's gotten stronger. And she's she's playing really good tennis. She's always been very talented. But I think, you know, uh, the fact that Anisimova is now in the third round, you would imagine that all the pressure is on Osaka. What does Anisimova have to lose, right? So I, I expect Anisimova to go out there and really give it a shot because, you know, she she plays very similar to Osaka. If she gets a chance to hit a ball, it's going to be hit. Her backhand is absolutely world-class, you know, and and uh, she has played fearless tennis in the past. Osaka, on the other hand, I feel, you know, again, has gone through her fair share of problems, but she seems to have bounced back. So I think, you know, in the last match, let's, say, let's be honest, there's not a whole lot to analyze with Osaka with the first couple matches, you know, she's pretty much steamrolled her opponents. But I will say this, in the last match against Brengel, first set, I mean, six love, uh, looked like she couldn't lose a set. She lost the game, Brengel celebrated, before you know it, Osaka's down a break, you know. So, uh, it, you know, in a sense, her biggest strengths are obviously her game, you know, her biggest weaknesses, maybe between the years, 
you know, because Brengel, I watched that match and, you know, Brengel, you know, give her credit. She did what she had to do. She put the ball in the court, but predominantly winning points because of loose, careless errors from Osaka. And we have seen Osaka self-destruct like that at slams uh, in the past, you know. So I think, as I think Osaka is a better tennis player. I think Anisimova has to play, if she wants, if they're both playing really well, Anisimova will have to play the match of her life. And if, if Osaka slips up, then I think Anisimova might, uh, might not uh, let her off the hook. Sanya Mirza and Rajiv Ram prevail and are in the second round of the mixed doubles. Close one there uh, today in round one. Uh, how's their draw looking? I mean, honestly, it's very early to tell it's mixed doubles. A lot of things can happen. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I was kind of studying their draw early on. It was Benchic, Polasek. Then this morning, they pulled out and then they played Skugor and Olaru. Then Skugor got hurt in doubles. Then he pulled out and they played Chachich and Krunic uh, this morning. So, you know, I think... The important thing is, is that rule number one in doubles, pick a good partner, you know, and I think Sanya has done that. Uh, she's playing with Rajiv, who's four in the world in doubles right now. And uh, what I would say, 2002, two Aussie Opens in the last three, 21 and 19 with Krejcikova. So, you know, she's, she's playing with somebody who knows how to win in Australia. She obviously knows how to win in Australia, although, it's, 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 you know, it's been a minute. But, uh, you know, based on what I saw yesterday, in her doubles and based on what I saw today in the mixed doubles, I think she's improved, you know. Uh, and, you know, honestly, Rishi, when it comes to uh, mixed doubles, it is a little bit of a toss-up in the sense because there is no ad. Uh, so the swing happens quickly in case it's, in case it's at the split. There's a 10-point tiebreaker at the end, you know. So I wouldn't look at the draw, to be honest. I would just take it one step at a time with them because... You know, I, uh, the fact that Tanya is now playing better is a good sign because she might hopefully continue that form once she gets more comfortable on court, once she spends more time on court. Rajiv played world-class, pretty much never had uh, any issue with his serve at all. And I think if Tanya finds a way to continuously hold serve, I think they'll be tough to beat. But listen, don't, 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 look, don't look so closely at the mixed doubles draw because there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of upsets and I wouldn't look too, too, too far past one match at a time. Fair enough. Ron Bopana losing in the men's doubles. They won in Adelaide, Ramkumar, Ramanathan and, and him, uh, which boded well for this tournament. Rowan and uh, Roger Vasilin were upset, but Ron Bopana still has got his mixed doubles to play. So, uh, your thoughts on Rowan in the doubles? I mean, against Huey and Runkat, they played better for the first, first half of the match by a mile. Uh, Runkat was the only one broken in the first set. Rowan, I thought, played served very well, returned well, played well, won the first set with one break, fairly comfortable. Second set, you know, Ronkat Huey, you know, I, I thought they were just holding on. They were finding a way to hold on without having too many chances on the Bopana Edward Roger Rasmus serve. And then, you know, suddenly five all, Ronkat serving 1540, you know, Rohan misses a volley that is probably going long. And that happens in tennis, obviously, you know, and before you know it, the wheels come falling off. It's not just because of them, because, you know, Trat Huey played world class from that point. He was honestly in the zone. Ripping forehands, you know, at the net, he's always been a beast. Served really well, really didn't have any chance. They didn't have any chances on that. The only chance was on the Runkat serve. Didn't capitalize, you know, and just like that, snap of a finger. And before you know it, the match is not in their control anymore. They get broken early. And, you know, that's just how, that tells you the margins between professional sports. It's so small, you know, between winning and losing. They, were, they, they would have literally been at the place where they were, you know, uh, serving for the match, had won ball been played differently. 
And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I feel bad, you know, I feel bad because I think Rohan played well, but that's pro tennis, you know, one week you win, the next week uh, you're first round out and that's, that's just professional tennis, it's hard and to keep it together emotionally is harder. Kyrgios Medvedev is still go- going on, the juicy contest promises to be hotly contested. <laughs> of course, two guys with the game, as, uh, I'm just watching it right now, it's 2-1 in the fourth Medvedev. Yeah, but two, you know, two guys with massive serves, massive games, massive personalities, massive egos and the abilities. You know, plus you put it in context with, you know, a full stadium, home crowd support for Kyrgios. Medvedev loves playing, you know, being the anti-hero. So, yes, I think uh, I always said from the beginning that I think Medvedev is probably the favorite because he knows how to hold serve just as good as anyone else in the world. But if it's a baseline battle, more often than not, he's the favorite. You know, and uh, and Kyrgios is, is going to have to come up with magic if he wants to, you know, win a set against him. And he did. So it's that he came up with absolute magic, health serve. And, uh, but yeah, I think in the long run, Medvedev, because he's a better baseliner, and importantly, three out of five sets, he's in better shape. Ash Barty, she's the home favorite, but she's never won an Australian Open. You think this could be her year, Sondev? It could be. It could be. Uh, but she has Camilla Georgi. I think she's heavy favorite in that one. And after that, either Osaka or Nisimo, right? So that's the blockbuster fourth round potential clash. So you can't say that. I, I, you can't tell me that, you know, despite being the number one seed against a hot Osaka, you're not a clear favorite. Maybe marginally, you know, maybe 55, 45 at best, you know. But uh, with the weapons that Osaka possesses, if she gets through Anisimova, it's got to be a hell of a match. You know, I love the variety that Ash Party has. I love the you know, the vibe she has, the fact that she's so well-loved in Australia. She's so quintessentially Aussie. You know, I think I saw her at a Aussie rules football game with a glass of beer in her hand, just cheering her home team. And, uh, you know, just a no-nonsense, stayed out of, you know, any kind of trouble. Just a very simple girl. Uh, I mean, crazy athlete, played professional cricket, you know, um, uh, even the way she plays tennis. Uh, you know, she's got so much variety on her in her game. She's Loopy forehand, heavy forehand, flat forehand. She's got the chip. She can volley. She can move around the court. Um, so it's fun to watch. So, but I, I, I still don't. I mean, if she, let's say this, if she gets past Osaka, if she makes the quarterfinal, then I think she will be the favorite. Thanks, Somdev. Uh, all the best uh, for your broadcasting. I'm sure you're having lots of fun uh, out there. Watch Somdev Dev Varman on Extra Serve, Sony Sports' live studio show, sharing his insights on the Australian Open 2022. You can catch it across Sony 6, Sony 10 2, Sony 10 4 in English, and Sony 10 3 in Hindi channels till the 30th of January 2022. Cheers. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Rishi. Always a pleasure. And um, see, you, see you soon, I'm sure. See you soon. Bye.